What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I guess the podcast, whatever we want to call it. Oh, it's a show. It's a show. <laughs> By now. We've got ourselves a special guest in the house. We've got old Carl Nielsen. Halay, some might call him. <laughs> Welcome, Carl. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we got some We got some good stuff. He, he just got done uh, making himself his first commercial, and I, th- I think he's ready for a... I think he's ready for the big times. Oh, I think you could go into business doing voiceovers for commercials, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been a rodeo announcer. Yeah, That's going to be my my next career. <laughs> You'd be good at it. I think so. I, I've been wondering this, though. The Halle, everybody, mo- Most people that know Carl know him for his tagline, Halle. How, how did that tagline, how did Halle come about? You know, I've been asked that. And I wish I could tell you. I honestly don't know where I picked it up. I just grew up saying it. Uh, They say my dad said it, but I can't remember him saying it. But I must have heard it somewhere, but I really don't know. It goes back Uh, that far, though. It it goes back as far as I can remember. And it's just something that I always said, and uh, it means hello and good day. That's what it means. Ah, but I really don't know where it come from. Well, I've wondered that now for 15 years, and I, <laughs> you, you, you didn't give me any kind yeah. of conclusion there, so you kind of... <laughs> <laughs> you didn't wrap that up at all, did you? But if you passed, it open it, you've passed it down. I mean, Lane says it now, Car- Clay says it, your oh, boys. It's just natural, man. It just comes out. <laughs> when you <laughs> greet somebody, it's Halei. <laughs> And you've already greeted them and wished them a good day, man. So how cool is that? That's a win-win. Oh, that's funny. It is funny because I'll, I'll tell people I married Brady. I married uh, Carl's daughter. and Oh, you mean old Halle. Yeah, old Halle. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Good times. Well, everybody in Pete has to have a nickname, man. That's true. Kendon comes up with some good ones for people. <laughs> Slippy, Slurp, Slurp, Dodger, I don't know, Mudball. What else you got over there? Oh, geez, I don't know. If you get a nickname, it's because you yeah. you're, you're, you're probably earned it. and It's all in good fun. Yeah. Not, not to make fun of anybody. But, Carl, let's, let's hear a little bit about, give us a brief history of of who you are, where you grew up, what what you've done for your li- your life, your livelihood. Well, I'm an Ephraimite man. I was born and raised in Ephraim, lived here all my life, and uh, glad to be here still. But uh, my father died when I was just a child, and my grandfather had a farm here in town, thank goodness. And I grew up on his farm, and uh, man, I just loved it. I loved the animals. I loved the outdoors. And every day after school, he was in my driveway, and we went to the farm. And I was lucky enough to be able to continue that and stay in agriculture my whole life. 
I always knew that our farm wasn't big enough to make a living on it and raise a family, so I always was looking for a business or looking for other ways to make income. And so that led me to think, well, what could I do on this land that I could make the most money? Because I, I couldn't have a herd of cows or a big herd of sheep. But one thing I could have is a flock of turkeys. And my family was always in the turkey business anyway. And so I kind of just went that direction and got in the turkey business. And I raised turkeys on our farm for 17 years. <clears throat> and, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. It wasn't really that good to us. <laughs> I was always trying to do other things to go along with it. And uh, that led me in to the thing I really, really love, and that's horses and cattle. And for years and years, we put on jackpot team ropings, and we did junior rodeos, and we raised turkeys. And... Then, believe it or not, when we ended up broke, I had to do something different. And, and so. So, what, so what, what years would it have been when, when you started in the turkeys? Though? What, how, what? Uh, probably in 1984 so would have been our first year. Through the 80s and, and, and through the majority of the 90s, you were, you were right. knee deep in turkeys. Right. Right, and and the turkey and, business is kind of has its ups and downs. I, I guess that's, you know, it, it does. It does. Is there ups? <laughs> I'm just. I've only heard of the downs. <laughs> uh, you know, sadly, you can look over the past in my experience, and I hate to say this, but I've only known just a few turkey men in our valley who didn't have a second income. In other words, their wives all worked. Either their wives worked or they had a job along with the turkeys. Very few of those guys can make it on just raising turkeys. They either have a big farm, sell hay, or have a herd of cows, or their wife has a job. I enjoyed the turkeys. It was a good experience, and uh, my kids might not say that. <laughs> you know, Clay got through down the wind, or Clay got thrown through a window, <laughs> and Brady hated to move turkeys because she says I wasn't very nice to her. I can't imagine that, but no, it wasn't all bad. But I was. I was always doing other things, and I had some cattle, but they were all horn cattle, and they were always for roping. And then, you know, I mean, it really did. It, it got so bad, we had some rough years. And then one of my pals that I roped with came to me and said, Carl, I want to buy some of your land. And I didn't even take him serious. I hadn't even thought of that. But he said, I want to buy some of your land. And uh, one day we were roping, and he says, Carl, 
I want to buy some of your land. And he offered me a pretty dang good price. And I went home, and I told my wife, and that started the ball rolling, man. I couldn't pass it up. Now, this was after this was after you had uh, the fire, right? Yeah. Because so yeah. well, that broke you. When you said you were broke, was that... Was that what got you there? Well, uh, back in the good old days, you know, uh, uh, we had we had a couple of tough years when when President Clinton took the tariff off our grain. Mm. Uh, the United States always held a tariff on grain and held some in in reserve. And President Clinton says, "You know what? We ought to." put all our grain up for sale, and really help our farmers. And so other countries came to the United States to buy up our grain, and it shot the price of grain sky high. And turkeys tried to keep up, but grain was sky high, and turkeys didn't match it. I was way short that year, as I think everyone else was too. But it left me a hole to dig out of. And then, you know, we did have some bad luck and lost a lot of turkeys. And Oh, man, I, I ne- was I so never, glad. I never heard about the fire. What, 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 what's the fire you're talking about? Well, I had a brand-new brooder coop, and uh, we got turkeys on an Easter morning. On Saturday, it was Easter weekend, I got 12,000 new turkeys. At like 7 o'clock that morning. And when you get new turkeys, you check them really, really often for the first two or three days. I mean really often. Because they crowd and they huddle and they smother. And then they die. And uh, So this was on my 4.30 check in the afternoon. I, I go up to my brand new building. It had just been finished. The building, the equipment. The whole thing, brand new, and it was on fire. Smoke was just billowing out of the building. And I ran in there and dropped the curtains, which was a really, really big mistake because when the air was able to go inside the building now, man, it just took off. It just took off. It was a total loss. It was a total loss. But, you know... uh, that was quite an experience to live through. We lost 12,000 pults. We lost our building. We lost all that equipment. Uh, and the thing I was worried about the most was, man, what am I going to do now to keep my production up? I lost that brood, but now I've lost my potential to have any more until we build another building. And we all know that takes time. And uh, this leads me into, I love to tell this story. How important are friends? Uh, A good man in town here, I've been friends with him my whole life. Jay Olson came to me and he put his arm around me and says, Carl, I got a building, go ahead and use it. You're welcome to put turkeys in it. And I couldn't believe it. Talk about a miracle. But... Jay had an old coop over west on on Clayton's farm. I can't remember Clayton's 
last name. But anyway, Jay let me use his brooder coop. And he saved us. He saved my family. He saved my income for the year. And I'll always love that guy for that. Uh, that was a cool thing that he did that for us. And so in a short time, we were back in business. And uh, luckily, everything there with my building and the Pulse was insured. So that wasn't a terrible loss. It was a terrible experience to live through, but that wasn't a terrible financial hit. One day, I, I my brooder coop is east of town, and I take turkeys west of town where my house now is. And one beautiful day in the spring, I hauled down 5,500 turkeys. And... On my last load, if you can believe it or not, on my last load, we pulled in there, kicked the turkeys off the trailer, and I was pulling out the gate, closing the gate, when a black cloud came over those turkeys, and holy cow, it rained like crazy. I've never seen rain like that. Before or since, but it only lasted about 10 minutes. But it came over that brood of turkeys, that flock of turkeys, and it rained like crazy. And I lost over 4,000 of them in about wow. 10 minutes. Now that hurt. That was a financial wow. hit. Wow. Wow. That was a financial hit. They, was old, they were older turkeys, They too, were right? about seven weeks old. And how far do you take them to before you... Would uh, those turkeys down there would go to like 21 or 23 weeks. I can't remember. So about a third over. of the way through. Yeah. So a storm cloud yeah. just rolls in. Out of, I mean, rolls oh, in, man. dumps on you, so and then it's gone. And you know, that that's not really that uncommon. That Back in that them days, that happened to people. You know, I'm not the only one that happened to, but uh, yeah, that happened to us. And You know, going back to what you were saying about Jay Olson and living through that experience, you know, a terrible experience, but what, what, what's pretty neat about our County and our communities like this is how people really are. I mean, no. for the most part, you, you know, I mean, most of the guys in that industry, you pretty much all of them, you'd know who they are and, and you'd have done the same thing. I mean, that's just how people are. Oh, in aren't our we lucky? Aren't we blessed? Aren't we lucky? This is a good place to live. We I mean, have good people, man. And, and Jay Jay was doing turkeys too, right? Right. So, I mean, it's like, right. but he was willing to let you come into his coop. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, and Jay's got a huge family to feed. And yeah. I mean, he's got sons that were working in the business, and holy cow, that was a nice thing to do. I mean, I'm sure it's common throughout the country, you know, in smaller communities that you see that. But, boy, I tell you, when when you actually know somebody, I think of, like, people like, like, um, to have these cancers and stuff that come on, and they do these fundraisers for them, and just the t amount of people that that turn out and how much they give, and I mean it's right, yeah, it's right. mind blowing when you really see. And a lot of these guys, they don't want the, they, they don't want to be known. A lot of, I mean, a lot of them, they just as soon donate right. under the table and shove it and, and let you go. Well, and I can't imagine the sleepless nights you had, waiting to try to figure out how you was. You were going to get your next brood going. I mean, 
That, yeah. That'd be insane to just think about it. Your whole world drops out from underneath you right there. Like you say, the building's insured, but what about the income? It's tough to get the track hole up on your place and dig a big hole and mm. push it all in and oh. put the dirt on it. That's yeah, that's a hard thing to do. But a lot of things are worse than that, you know. It, it was outside. It wasn't in our home. Our home was intact, so yeah, we could live through it if it's outside. Well, that's a good ha- that's a good attitude to have about it. That's for sure. I'm sure at the at the at the minute there, it seems hard to think of things like that though. Right. But that's awesome. Right. So then you had some, so so that leads you into uh, one of your friends offering you, you know, some money for the land, which which obviously you're in a hard spot right now, anyways, just trying to make a go of it. Right. Right. And uh, if I'm honest with you. After you take two or three of these knocks and you've got to have another income too, we just decided, you know, maybe turkeys aren't for us. Maybe maybe we won't grow turkeys. And so we started looking at other things. And fortunately and thankfully, we got into the apartment business. And we bought a complex called Snowy River. And we were able to build another fourplex to go along with it. And so now we were diversified, right? right? Now we were diversified. And for folks that don't know, I mean, Ephraim, where, where you've grown and lived your whole life, is a college town. Right. Where, I mean, the college is getting Yeah, it's, it's bigger definitely and bigger. bigger and bigger right. now. Right. So you got into that. I mean, in the early stage, I'm, I'm, this has probably been, I don't know how, when you would have done that. Yeah, shoot, 20, I stayed in your ago. apartments. I mean, I was in his apartments. I was in your Yeah, apartment. what years was you in college? Let's see, 2004, three, three to five, seven. Yeah, ten. so we could have bought the apartments in 1998 or 99, maybe 2000 right there. And uh, we held them until, until 21. We had them until 21. We just sold them. We just sold them and... Uh, Man, I'm glad to say that the apartment business was very, very good to Jolene and I. I married a workhorse. I was going to ask you. You guys all know about workhorses because you got your own. But (laughs) if a guy out there is smart, man, just marry a workhorse. That's true. And I married a workhorse. (laughs) Was she working during in the turkey era for you? Was she? You know, she's never had a job outside our house, but. Sadly to say, I've kept her so darn busy. She has always worked for us. She worked for the family business. Kind of had some <laughs> odds and ends, though. I mean, she knows a little of everything. Like she told me one time she did a little bit of the books for McDonald's, like on the side. I mean, she's smart right. as a whip when it comes to lots of that stuff. You know, I guess she has had, uh, thinking back, she has had, uh, she was the secretary of the Sam Pete Water Company. Yeah. And she did do McDonald's books. Yeah. And uh, she's probably done other things. Smart as a whip. That well, I can't think of right now, but she, so she probably, she's had lots of jobs. Yeah. Just and, ins and uh, outs. People that don't know Jolene need to know just that as, uh, she's, a, she's a worker, but she's the happiest. I mean, cheerful in all weathers. You don't type, hear complaints. Of, I mean, yeah. never. 
No. And anytime you talk to Jolene, she's just as bright and as, as cheerful. I mean, those kind of people are few and far or rare. Yeah. I'm not that way. So, uh, I'd like to say that Claire back in about 1980, 1981, I was with Kay Thompson when Kay bought the malt shop. And I told him then, man, if you ever want to sell that, I'm your man. I told him if that didn't work out for you and your family, I am the man. My mom and dad had a little restaurant when I was growing up. And I remember leaving elementary school and running to, it was called the castle. And it's just on first east, just east of the bank, the old bank of Ephraim. Uh, it was called the castle. Now it's a little coffee house. Yeah. Right across the street from the college. But I would run home from elementary and I'd drop me some fries in the oil and I'd cook me some fries. And I loved it. So when Kay bought that, I thought, man, I could do something like that. So, But that was clear back when we were young and we were both going to snow. And as life goes, a full circle, I was able to buy the malt shop. And, uh, boy, what a blessing that has been to my family. Well, we've, we've really enjoyed the malt shop. It's been, it's been a huge blessing for us. Well, anybody that's ever been through Ephraim knows about the mall shop. It's like, it's like the temple in Manti. I mean, it's it's, <laughs> it's like it should be like a historical well. marker at this point. You know, you know it's funny. The phone book always calls me. The yellow pages always call me. People call me and say, "Can I put you on the internet?" And they always call me and want me to do these things and I'm just like, you know, if you don't know where the malt shop is, you're wearing blinders. Because it's been in the same spot for <laughs> forever. Oh, you know? It has. It's I've true. never felt the need to advertise to let people know where we're at. <laughs> if you if you can see and you can drive <laughs> through Ephraim, you know where we're at. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it was just talking a little while ago about some of the the celebrities, you know, that have come into the mall shop. And what was it a year ago? They announced they announced the temple being built here in Ephraim. Yeah, and you had probably, well, in our world, the, the LDS world, the biggest celebrity of all, <laughs> swing by. I missed him by five minutes. <laughs> I was so sad. I was there that day, and I left. And it wasn't 10 minutes later I got the call. Carl, you'll never believe who was just here. And it was President Nelson. Oh. And, I, and I couldn't believe it. But I was so happy. One of my best employees got to wait on him. So I was so happy. <laughs> I was so happy. What, what, did, what did he get? Did they take? got shakes. You got shakes. They got ice cream. That'd be one of those times you tell them just to keep swirling that cup for a minute. I'll be right over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, did he just come up to the window? Did he come inside? No, nope, he come to the to the window. Yeah, he walked up to the window. Oh, because it was during COVID too. You probably, I think that's what it was, if I remember right. Your your was your. Well, I'm not sure. Dining room COVID. shut down. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think COVID had cooled down a little bit at that point. I'm not sure, but. Here's an interesting one, I think. Uh, 
Governor Herbert came to the malt shop, and he came twice in one day. He came and had a footlong on his way to the meeting. He was coming down to a meeting at Snow College. He came on his way, and he came on his way home to get a shave. <laughs> he came twice in one day. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> that is well, funny. I'll be honest with you. I've been to the mall shop twice, maybe three times in a day. I know my kids spend spend most of their day trying to eat all the fries out of that place. It is. I'll tell you what, though, Carl, you, you've done you've done a great job with that place, man. Everybody, you know, you know, you make people feel really welcome, and for sure, it's it's a fun place to go. Hey, if anybody's out there that's never been to the malt shop in Ephraim, it's right on Main Street, just <laughs> just past the stoplight, north of the stoplight, a couple hundred yards. You can't miss it. Swing in, man. Yeah, you get, won't regret get yourself it. a King Burger. It's that's been my a lot favorite. of fun. I like the King Burger. See, and Carl, people probably a lot of people. Maybe people don't know, but you're 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 back there working. You and Jolene both every day. Yeah. I mean, for the most yes, part, every day, uh, Carl's back there cooking it up for you. So it. We try, man. We try to keep it going. Try to do try to do a good job, but it's been a lot of fun. I like to see people. I like to see people and my friends come and uh, trade with me all the time, and I appreciate it. And it's fun to see them. Yeah. Yeah, that is fun. It's a good deal for me. It's 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 way fun to see your mom. You know, we call her Granny, Grandma Scooter. She's even involved, and she I mean, she's been no, there. She's she slicing tomatoes, and that amazing every day. How, right? how, how old's Grandma now? She'll be ninety one this 91. month. Ninety one, and she amazing. still shows up in the malt shop back there, and in the mornings. And <laughs> well, she was, she was at the beginning of the year, but uh, she's not right now. But yeah. she was. Yeah. Well. She'll, she 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 may be back. She, she's not. And I, I wonder why she was so stingy. She didn't give me any of them jeans. You know, I'm not near as old as her, and I'm ready to quit. Man. I'm ready to walk, and she walks in. Oh. How, how how long did your parents have their restaurant over there for? Well, uh, so my dad died in 1968, and they probably had that maybe from, uh, like, maybe from 1963 mm. to, to 1968. They might have had it four or five years. After my dad passed away, my mother said it was too hard for her to have that cafe. Yeah. You know, uh, it just she didn't want to do it alone. Yeah. And so, you know, she got rid of it, but... You know, I'm sure she talks, and my dad had the same experience. My dad loved to be in the cafe because he could see all his friends. Yeah. And I'm telling you, uh, that's how it's been for me. The malt shop's never been like work. It's never seemed like work to me until COVID hit. You know, COVID has been rough in the restaurant business, but until COVID... I never felt like I had a job. Mall shop's never been a job. COVID's been a little rough, but thank goodness we're getting through it. That COVID uh, when it when it hit, you guys had to did you did you guys have to close down all your inside we, stuff? We and closed. Yes, we closed the dining room. Luckily, we had the drive up window, and then we had two windows you could walk up in the front. So really, I mean, we stayed pretty busy. I didn't have to lay anybody off. Everybody got all the hours they wanted, but through COVID, 
and I, you know, this isn't going to surprise anybody, but that darn COVID dried up the workforce. Don't ask me how or why. We don't need to get into that. <laughs> but you know where the heck is our employees. Yeah. Yeah, it made things tough. So sure. I used to could go and just talk to a few people at Snow College and say, hey, send me some people. I need some workers. And, man, the next day people would walk through the door. And now you go talk to the same type of people and you don't get nothing. Nobody. Just because they're not wanting to? I mean, people just, these kids ain't, they're not there? They're not wanting to come to work? What what do you think it is? Uh, They're not there. They're not there. I used to call the institute and say, hey, I need some good kids. Send me some good kids. Or I would call a good teacher that I know, uh, a good friend, and say, hey, I need some people. Send me some people. And they could always send me some people. But here the last couple of years, there's no people. No people. Last summer, last summer, I did not have one college-age person working for me. Not one. Wow. And we're in a business where that's the kind of help I need because you're not going to have a career at the malt shop sure. working for me. I'm, I'm a good part-time job. Right. You want a good part-time job? That's what we are at the mall shop. You don't come because it's a career job, but where's these people that want to work? Yeah. Well, for the a, summer, you know. And you would think as college kids, I mean, that's that's an ideal. I mean, yeah. it's close to campus. I mean, it's within walking distance of almost 90% of the housing that's, that's at college, and so kids could walk to you and, and make a few bucks, you know, between classes even, but. Yeah. Well, you'd even think like, married you know even just newly married people would you would get one of those or some of those because a lot of those guys stay through the summer they don't necessarily go home so you'd think you'd pick up somebody but you know i don't like to generalize everything but you didn't want to get into this carl but (laughs) i i don't know if it's a generational thing but but even you know when i've tried to at the tractor store look for some help out there you just don't get the applicants like like you're saying you don't you don't get put an advertisement out on the radio or or wherever, you don't get applicants. Yeah. yeah kids wanting to come to work. You sure don't. Yeah. I'm, and I'm not trying to blanket sure everybody, don't. but, I mean, for the most part, it just seems, I don't know if kids are. Well, it's a little tougher. What they're doing. It's Well, and kids are busy. Kids are busy, too. Like, my kids are just swamped with yes. sports or whatever it is. It seems like we have over-recreated our kids, it sure seems like, you know. I, I think that, I think there's something to be said for that. You know, all these sports and stuff are good. They, good sports are good, you know, but I think learning to work is just as important. Or more important, in my opinion, you for know. For sure, for sure. Yes, sir. But I did want to hear one story yes, from sir. Carl. He he told it to me one time, and I, I thought it was pretty good. You, tell us a story about that horse that you went to bury. Uh, and came back the next day, and uh, kind of pulled a Houdini on you. You remember that? <laughs> Stuck a foot through the ground. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get him buried deep enough. <laughs> we didn't get him buried deep enough. Man. Oh, oh my gosh! I never uh, laughed so hard when you told me yeah. that story. These things become our pets, man. They're more than just horses. 
But, you know, if you have, then you can lose one, right? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. We buried one and didn't get him deep enough. And Man. Was it a shot? Did they give him a shot? What Did you say they give him a shot or was it a, a bullet? Which one was it? Uh, or did he just? Or did he just have a heart attack? No, they gave him a shot. That's what just it was. Just, just an old horse that. Just, yeah. Just yeah. an old friend, right? Yeah, yeah. Just an old friend. We put him down. And it's normal if down here, like you, you have a horse die to dig a hole for him on your place. Yeah. yeah. Well, you used to could. Right. Yeah. You, right. you can't anymore. Right. You but, can't do it anymore, but you used to could. Yep. But you dig a hole on your place right. and. Right. Yeah, well, and we had the backhoe, and I won't say who dug the hole, but you know he could he could have took one or two more scoops. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't all our horses aren't Shetlands, man. <laughs> Some of them are full size horses. <laughs> but no, that's quite a sight. That's yeah. quite a sight. Was it? Wasn't it? If I remember right, you gave him the shot, rolled him in the hole, you know, and uh, was it the next day you showed up? To bury him or to fill it in or something, and he wasn't there. <laughs> he was in the pasture. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he had got out, right? Was it something like that? Oh, Maybe I'm wrong, man, but I can't remember. <laughs> I think I if I remember, remember right, he had come back to fill it in or or finish burying it, and the he's horse out, he's out grazing out in the, out in the pasture. Yeah. If he, that if that ain't the way know, it was, it's the way it should have been. That's yeah. a good, that'd have been a good story. <laughs> I I don't even want to think about it because they're so. Many that we've put down, it's hard yeah. to remember them on how it just all went. Well, our wh- cemetery is pretty large. Do you uh, do you keep track of the names of your horses? So we talked. You rope, and uh, you love roping. Carl ropes all the time. That's his thing. I would say that's your. Oh thing. yeah, if you if you're in that it's industry and you're you're a roper and team roper, you know who Carl is. Anywhere in the state, I think. I yeah, think they've shook his hand and probably roped people with know, you. People know Carl. But with a, with that, like your your horses means a lot to you. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you're only as good as your partner, and your partner's your horse. And uh, so I assume you get to quite the relationships with your horse. Do you keep track uh, of like the names of all your horses? Can I you rem- do. can you I remember? Do. You, do you do a journal or what? What do you do? You know, I have, I have in the past, and at times I'll sit down and try to write them all down, and it's quite a list. I mean, it takes three pieces of paper. They haven't all been my personal go-to horses, but they are horses that I have had for some time. Yeah. And I've worked with them and tried to make them better and then sold them to someone else. But each one of them has left a great memory and... Uh, uh, I, I I do. That's what I've really, really enjoyed all my life. Well, that's uh, kind of in your, that's kind of in your blood, you know. You made mention of your your dad, yeah, and he passed away when you were when you were fairly young, and that's what he yes, he had done for for his life was he was a horse a horse trader was he not? He was. What they call him, Kanker Dan? Did I hear that? Yep, Kanker Dan. Yep, I like that. That's a good nickname, almost as good as Lay. Now, and you had a was it the Palomino horse that uh, what did it have seizures? You remember telling me about uh, yeah. that Palomino, awesome, awesome, awesome rope horse, but just also would have a seizure on you, right? Yeah. And another yeah. guy bought it and up I and sold him to a good friend of mine, and I told him about it. 
I told him about it, and uh, I sold him to a good friend of mine named Tom Gunlock. And I'll tell you, he kicked our butts every day thereafter. <laughs> we would show up to the rope, and this is no joke. We would show up to the rope and anywhere in the state of Utah or Idaho, and could be even farther. And Tom would be on the nicest horse in the arena, and it would be that Palomino horse that I sold him. Really? But uh, one morning we were gathering steers, and he just hit the ground. He just killed over and hit the ground, and then he sat up like a dog. And he just sat there and quivered. And I wasn't on him, but I was watching it all because I was bringing steers down to the rope and shoot. And I watched it all, and I'm telling you, I, I could not go full contact on that horse after that. Mm. After I saw that, I thought, and, you know, that's like finding a needle in a haystack. Yeah. He may never do that again. Right. My son Lane did the same thing. Uh, when he was growing up, one day he just fell over backwards. All the way, kaboom, and he was out cold only for a few seconds. Well, we took him to the doctor. We had him checked out. It scared us to death. But that's what they said, man, it is a needle in a haystack. Mm. And Lane never done it more than once. And this horse never done it more than once. And the horse went on to have a great career. Tom turned out to be a good friend of mine, and we talk about it all the time. And that horse died a couple years ago. But I'm telling you, saddles and prizes and money on that yellow horse. So he did good on the horse, and the horse just passed away. But he won all sorts of stuff. Oh, it? that was a good horse. That was was he a very, Palomino? Didn't you say? Yeah, too? Beautiful. beautiful. So I was at the sale one day, and this beautiful Palomino colt was in the ring, and the bedding stopped. And I was looking at the horse out of the corner of my eye. He was beautiful, a dark, dark Palomino gilding, with a white mane and tail that just was long the tail nearly hit the floor the mane was like 15 20 inches long beautiful the bidding stopped and i thought it was cheap and when it started up again i hit it a couple times and i ended up with him and he was so easy to train brought him home started roping on him he was so easy to train and then i had this experience with him and, you know, I, I just, I just thought we got to move him. Yeah. And I didn't know Tom. I didn't know Tom at the time, but Tom came down. He looked, I had a couple for sale. I had a gray and white paint there and he liked old yeller, which he he's a good horseman. Tom's a good horseman. And as it turns out, the yellow horse was head and shoulders above the paint horse. As far as you know, he never seizured like that? Oh, no, he again. never. Because, I mean, I roped with Tom all the time. Tom yeah. goes the same jackpots I go to. <clears throat> and uh, I always ask him. I always ask him. And he, he, Tom wasn't worried about it. Tom wasn't worried about it. So, man, that was cool. <laughs> 
Well, that almost that almost rolls you into you know your rodeos. You're 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 uh, doing roping, and now all of a sudden you got you got another hobby going on here. It sounds like something about bull riding. Oh, Tell us man. about that. What an experience this has been. So, Carl about- starting to ride bulls. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think if they did That'd a fundraiser where you would, if people would pay to get you on a bull, I think you'd raise a lot of money. I got friends that ride bulls, man, and they're my age, and I think they ought to knock it off, man. I got a good friend I went to school with that thinks he's going to ride a bull on his birthday or something. But holy cow, yeah. So uh, I would like to talk about this bull riding. We formed a committee. We were asked to do this. We formed a committee, and they cut us loose, and there is an event coming to Manti. It's a wonderful event. The Extreme Bulls Memorial, we're having an event to honor our veterans and our first responders, and we hope to make money. We hope to make money, and if we do... The money's going to the American Legion in San Pete County. It's a great cause. What better thing could you do than honor our veterans and our first responders and those people that serve? And and uh, it has been just heartwarming to see this come together. The committee's worked hard, but the citizens, the businesses have got behind us. And, you know, more than just Sampede. Sampede has been fantastic. I don't want to say anything uh, negative on Sampede. Sampede's been fantastic. But we've reached out beyond Sampede, and they're supporting us as well. And so we got this event, and it's, it's going to be PRCA. So it's the best of the best. Bulls that have bucked at the NFR, cowboys that have rode at the NFR are coming to town. And it's going to be a great bull riding, which is very, very exciting. But this is the part that gets me. We got Ryder Kisner coming with his girlfriend. And last year they were voted the PRCA Act of the Year. Ryder is the Roy Rogers of Rodeo. He's a trick rider, a trick roper, he twirls guns, and he is a fantastic entertainer. And his girlfriend is a trick rider and an entertainer, and it's extreme. I mean, it is fast-paced, and it is extreme. And also, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but uh, we got a professional stock contracting outfit right here out of Chester, Utah, uh, Jeff and Cody Flinton. It's Bar T Rodeo Company. And uh, Cody has two girls that are young, and they are trick riders. And they are going to make a career out of it, and they are dynamite. I've seen them at the rodeo at Young Living, and you can't even believe it. They'll put you on the edge of your seat. These young athletes doing this already anyway they're coming and if that's not enough then the knights of mayhem are coming with it 
these guys are out of Australia, and they are live, full contact, jousting. <laughs> and if you've ever seen that, you know, they do that at the Exc- Excalibur. Yeah. But they want you to sit back and have lots of drinks and pick your, you know, put your feet up and just relax. That's not how this is going to be. This is going to be exciting. These guys put on a show, the Holy Knights God. of Mayhem. So we got oh. an action-packed day. It's it's May 30th at 1 o'clock at the Manti City Arena or the Sampete County Fairgrounds. And it's just the one night, right? One day. It, one start, it starts one at day. 1 o'clock? It starts at 1 o'clock. Gates open at noon. Gotcha. And it's an all-day. I mean, it'll go in, in – into the evening, I mean, gates it's, open at noon. It'll probably go till four thirty. Where, where, uh, where can you get tickets? Where, where, where can people go? Right now, there's three Ace Hardware stores that you can buy tickets from. Any of our hardware stores: Moroni Feeds, Ace Hardware, Ace Hardware in Ephraim, and Ace Hardware in Gunnison, selling tickets for us. Also, you can go to you can go online at Take the Oath Memorial dot com and it's really easy you can get your tickets right there take the oath memorial.com take the oath memorial.com yes sir that's pretty cool well, i'm excited yes, sir. you know oh cool. i am too well and i just want to say one more thing how fun i've been a rodeo fan my whole life and i love to go to the rodeo i love to go watch and cheer for certain people but now i got some good friends John and Mark Larson are raising bulls, and I've watched them, and I've seen how much they work at it and how hard they work at it, and I fell in love with their animals. And so now when I go to the bull ridings, I'm cheering for the bull. Yeah. <laughs> when, Red, when Red Avalanche comes out of the chute, I'm cheering for Red Avalanche. Well, yeah, I want that guy to ride him, but I want it to be 90 points. Right. Yeah. yeah. Pe- people so don't realize. It is awesome. <laughs> Come and join us. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Those bulls are, are, are man, they, people don't, don't realize. They're the athletes. I mean, they're, I mean, they're. Yeah. What, what those animals will do and how they can oh. maneuver. Well, I mean, it's it's isn't it 50 points each? Right. You get 50 points to the bull and you get 50 points to the rider. So, yeah. I mean, if you got a crappy bull, you could be the best rider in the world. You're not going to get a good score. Right, right. you got to have a good bull. It's always been a drawn contest. You'll never take it out. I mean, even the best bulls, the best horses, some days they just don't feel like it. Yeah. The next time they might score 90. Yeah. But, you know, and so you do have that element, but uh, it's still exciting. It's still the best show on dirt. Yeah. You bet. Uh, you don't want to miss it, man. Extreme and the, bulls. The courage, the courage and the strength and the guts that them bull riders exhibit every single ride. None of them guys ride without pain. Oh, yeah. They are all sore. Okay? I've been team roping with, like, Jake Wright, okay? And he says, oh, Carl, I am so glad not to be sore. He had to take some time off from bronc riding, and so he comes and ropes with us. And he says, I wish I could make a living with my rope because my body is so sore. Them guys are sore, and they get on being sore. I just have nothing but admiration and respect. Whether they get the eight seconds or not, you know, they're amazing individuals. Absolutely. 
Yeah, for sure. That'll that's, be that'll be fun. That will be fun. May thirty. It's been a lot of work. You guys put a lot of work into it. Yeah, it'll be well. Awesome. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, it's going to be a good event. For sure, it's going to be a good event. So is Jake Wright one of the Wright boys? Is that what you said? Yes, sir. So then they've got a bull riding this weekend, right? Right, right. So just another little plug for for the uh, Stetson Wright Invitational. Yeah, is it's May fourteenth. Um, is this the second year? Second annual. Yep, yep. He's he started this kind of a a yearly tradition. He's hosted this bull riding, and it's a similar thing. It's it's not it's not PRCA sanctioned this year, but but it'll be it'll be on the Cowboy Channel. Which your event? Oh it, yeah, it will be on the Cowboy Channel. It'll be on the Cowboy Channel. It'll be on the Cowboy Channel as well. Cool, yes, sir. So if you if you don't have the Cowboy Channel app or have that channel, better get it because. Yeah, if you can't make it there in person, at least tune in on the TV. Yeah, right. for sure. Right, uh, that's a good way to advertise too. You know, some of these businesses get a hold of cars. So, yeah. so I went to Stetson's bull riding last year, and he gets a lot of big names. He gets yeah. a lot of big names. One thing I that I like that that Stetson does, he invites the Youth Association champion bull riders, and that was fun to see them, like the high school champions, right. yeah, the college champions. He'll reach out and invite them. Maybe they're a PRCA member. Maybe they're not. Right. You know. So he has a really good thing going. And, to yeah, it's and he's he's fun. done. I mean, he's like I said, he's Stetson's a young guy, and he's got his hands full, and to to kind of bring that whole event together. I mean, he's uh, he's done a pretty good job with that. And I've had a little bit of involvement with with Hermitson's equipment, the store I work for here, and and sponsoring that and kind of being a part of it, and you know, kind of getting to know those guys. There, there's some good dudes really are so well, and it's good to get some of these things back in the community again i feel like it kind of slowed off like you, you just don't get the rodeos and it's fun to get some of these things going it again is. i wanted to put a plug in for our sam Pete county fair and especially for our sam Pete county fair board we have a wonderful rodeo grounds over there we it's do. beautiful what a beautiful setting and we have a great fair the fair lasts a week and I can only imagine how much work that is. But I love fair time. I love everything about our fair time. Brings the community together, and there's something there for everyone. Whether it's the car show, the tractor show, the horse pulls, the rodeo, the concert, the four-wheeler races, there's something there for everyone. The livestock show and the livestock sell, how good is that for kids? Oh, yeah. I love everything that's county fair stands for and i think they're doing a great job and i sure put a plug in for them absolutely, absolutely. yeah i sure don't want their job <laughs> <laughs> well they're coming well, and it they're isn't even a job you. Yeah. you know it ain't even a job it's like a volunteer thing right i mean them guys are just that's what's non-stop. cool about it man that's what's cool about it. it's it's all volunteer rodeo and bull riding on our a lot of these events we wouldn't have them Without mm-hmm. volunteers. It's just like all these minor leagues. Uh, do you think all these junior jazz coaches are getting paid? All these softball coaches, soccer coaches, they're right. not getting paid. It's volunteerism, man. That's a great community. Keep, people need to keep that in mind. You know, next time you go to try to jump down the throat of one of these referees or coaches, <laughs> like, settle, settle down, folks. 
your kid ain't going to make it professional. I'm just going to tell you <laughs> that. ain't going to the pros. So, so just settle relax. down and, and, and be decent, you know? <laughs> yeah. Especially uh, especially in uh, sixth, seventh grade, you know, <laughs> just relax a little bit. But thank these people, you know. I, I, I agree. I I think that goes – people go and do that kind of stuff, volunteer, and, and you don't get you don't get any thanks out of it most. No. I mean, very few people actually take time to say thanks. So people need to realize right on. that. Yep. I agree with that. Well, I'm 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 glad to see you guys got a couple good rodeos coming to town. Yours is this weekend. Yours May thirtieth. Yes, yep. sir. And it's his his just oh, the did one. Did I tell night? you where mine was at? No. Or not mine, but the the the, the one we're involved in. It's Stay. in Minersville, which is in Beaver County. Yeah. So Minersville, the fairgrounds there, and it starts at eight o'clock and heading to Milford. Y- yep. Yep. So Stetson- it's just a great drive. Yeah. Head about 15 miles west of Beaver, and you come right to it, man. I couldn't believe it last year. Last drive. year was the first year he'd done it, and it, you were there, Carl. I mean, that place yeah. was packed. They had people sitting up on the hillside. I mean, the amount of people that turned out yeah. to that thing. That's great. Yeah. I mean, it. so so if you're thinking of going, get your tickets now and get there, get there yeah. early because it does. And I'm, I'm sure that's how this this one uh, coming to Manti is going to be the same kind of a thing. So Yeah. So fun. how uh, how long does is yours just one day? Yep, eight o'clock starts eight o'clock p.m. And how long do they go? It's it's a couple two three hour event. Nice. You know? And they they can say though, like Carl said, they'll have some of the top bull riders in the world there, and and this top livestock with top bulls. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's on round number two, so I'm sure whatever happened on round number one, he made yeah. it even better for number two, right? Right. Right. That'll be fun. Bigger and better, man. That's right. That's We're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna take down a couple of Kubota tractors down there. So if anybody's interested <laughs> in checking out a tractor while you're there, there'll be there'll be a couple to you, take a look at. Well, you can look at them and and you can put your order in, but can they have them? Gosh dang! <laughs> That's the kicker. I like to go down to Minersville and watch that orange tractor work that dirt. You'll yeah. never see bigger smiles. <laughs> I noticed the tractor driver last year. That is pure happiness, you guys. That is pure happiness to get on one of them bright orange tractors and go work that dirt. I, I invited I invited my dad last year to to come down and be the guy that that, that groomed the arena prior to the event and put him in a brand new tractor and hooked him up to that that arena arena drag and boy he was happy. <laughs> And he, you know what he did yeah. this year? He went and bought him a brand new cowboy hat because he had to go down there and, and be the tractor driver again. So he'll be oh. there. If, if you see that guy in the awesome. arena, give give him a wave. Give old Perry awesome. a wave, huh? Yeah. Old Perry, he'll be there. Yet. Brand new hat. Hopefully That's it gets awesome, a little dirt guys. on it. You yeah. Know? That's awesome. It's getting late here. We try to do this late at night. Way past <laughs> my bedtime. bedtime. These two can... Burn the midnight oil, man. But I can't. I sure appreciate you, man. Yeah, for sure, Carl. Thanks a bunch for being here. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you giving me the chance to put in a plug for our bull riding. Thanks. Thanks a million, you guys. Thanks for all you do. You bet. All right, everybody. Have a good one. Peace out. (laughs) 